Hi guys, so welcome to the conversation with Samuel or Luke Bemini. Welcome back to the conversation with Samuel Udubimini on New Cruise 92.7 FM. They said the easiest way to become Nigeria's president is not by is by not wanting the job in the first place. Now let me take you back in time a bit. President Shiru Shagari, the first democratically elected president of Nigeria in 1979, only wanted to become a senator. Mm. If you didn't know that now, you know. But bigger interest who felt that Meitama Sule, who was the clear frontrunner and people's favorite, was considered too independent by bigger forces. And then they claimed on the eve of the polls that Sule had agreed to step down. That was how Shoshagari became president. The rest is history. You know the story of how President Olusha Gombasanjo was chosen in 1999 to pacify the Southwest and inherit Chief M.K. Abiola's June 12th mandate. Even Omaru Musa only wanted to go back into academia and wanted to focus on his health. But in the midst of it all, Olusha Gombasanjo picked him and said, Come and be president of Nigeria. You would most likely remember that uh, a former governor of River State wanted a job badly how did good luck jonathan become president of nigeria he was accidental president and that was immediately after the death of yadra he became president and got one more term don't also forget that our current president Muhammad Bari, had lost several elections and said i would not run again but then he was recalled into politics by interests that knew that he could defeat good luck jonathan when you think about all of this, people then begin to say, why are people posturing for 2023 this early? Is this early posturing not useless, seeing that the guys who eventually become president are not the guys that originally want the job? Well, I wouldn't be having this discussion alone. I will be conversing with a veteran politician and former chairman of the Defunct Action Congress of Nigeria and also the All Progressives Congress, I Chief Judiawe. Good morning, sir, and welcome to the conversation. Good morning to presenter and a very good morning to the people of Ekiti State and Happy New Year. I also congratulate the station because since your inception, you will be making waves. Thank you, sir. Thank you very much. Uh, your, anal- your, well, your analysis of going through the those who have been presidents in Nigeria, I would say very, very apt. People are getting jobs they have never prepared for. And uh, that's the basis of so many things that are happening now. Because when you are not prepared to occupy a position, and by sheer luck, just find yourself there. 
may be difficult for you to get your acts together. And that is why we have been two steps forward and many steps backward. We are rotating at the same level or at the same center, like Baba's chair. But I think the issue of presidency goes beyond just picking somebody. Uh, those guys who spoke before uh, my turn spoke of institutions. The problem that is confronting this nation is that we don't have strong institutions. A political party is not just a combination of strange bedfellows that we have been having in Nigeria now. It should be an institution that you belong to. You know the history, you know what goes on there. It is that institution that we pick or decide whoever becomes the flag bearer of that political party. But take for example, the party will form within three weeks or four weeks, following nine neck regulations, and you'll be asked to go for convention. After convention, pick your presidential candidate. So what I'm saying in essence is that we are we are we are we don't have a political institution that people respect, a political institution with history, and a political institution with constitution that is respected by members. You can't just come from the blues and say you are leading an institution that you don't belong to. And that is what has been happening in Nigeria. Would that would you also say that is one of the major flaws of the Buhari administration? Seeing that he was perhaps not prepared enough. It's the major flaws. He prepared on his own. But the political party of his choice could not muster enough force to cover Nigeria. He has to join forces with others. And when others are ready too to join forces with him, he was able to win. No, ideologically, that is omitted in our political struggle. We don't have ideology. Mm. That is why I say you see strange bedfellows coming together. And when you have strange bedfellows coming together, <laughs> that's the background to corruption. Because you don't know them, you don't trust them. You put them together. Each and every one of them start exhibiting what uh, stuff they are made of. And at the end of the day, there won't be any good result. And that's what has been happening all along in our political uh, journey. And you foresee this happening for a longer period? It will continue for a very long period if a serious check is not put in place. Any nation, any nation, any community governs on law. It will be primitive society. They have their ethics and taboos. So, more than day, you should have strong institutions backed up by law. Okay, take for example, somebody stole our money. He ran to Niger Republic. He was extradicted. And I want to bet it with you. That might be the end of that issue. Somebody dig pit in his house and put all the money belonging to the society inside it. Bury it there. Occasionally, he goes there to examine the thing and spend a bit of it. He was caught. Today, don't have it again. All the millions that have been looted and recovered, even billions, what did we have then? 
Because there's no strong institution backing it up. No law. And any society where there is no law, people are free to do whatever they like. It goes on to the political terrain, which we are talking about. The leader has a huge responsibility. Very, very. In, in building strong institutions. Yeah. Now, we've seen the president disregard the resolution of the Senate about thrice last year and also evaded a summon, or let's call it an invitation by the House of Reps. Yeah. Isn't that enough example that the reason we don't have strong institutions is because the leader, right there presently, President Muhammadu Bari, is not interested in helping to build strong institutions. How much of confidence we even have in the Senate and the House of Representatives? Going back to what you are saying, the leader of the two houses, Senate and Reps, visited the president. They discussed Two, three days later, they now invited the president to come to the Senate. And the president agreed. And like, this is it. So at a point that the president should come, many other things went in and he refused to come. What is the basis of their meeting? That is the question. Secondly, we know Nigeria is not what you can plan, have a long plan, particularly in the political terrain. Because as you are leaving the place, other things are coming in. The president not answering the Senate and reps. He must have gotten his own reason. But we have a president that is a law to himself. You can't question him. We have built a sort of myth around the presidency. And the man occupying the place is all in all. We have demonized him. We, can, we have made him a spiritual leader. And as such, whatever they say doesn't concern him. Whatever goes on in this country doesn't mean, you know, it has little respect for it. Even in his own domain, Katsina, Daura, we know what goes on there. But, what are the check? But knowing as that the president done knowing that to put all these things into into normal but knowing that the president came on the uh, forefront of being a strict person a disciplinarian somebody who has laws and adheres to these laws formally well it was military president what would military head of state is it the democratic system that the has democratic made him so setting, the democratic or, you, or perhaps the president is too old that is no, not too old i don't agree with people saying somebody is too old to govern but what i'm saying is that uh the then Buhari we knew, 84, 85, or thereabouts. It's not the present Buhari that you have there. The environment is not conducive for him to operate. That is taken. Then, secondly, there are a lot of uh, bandwagons put on him. Like I've said, it is not the president alone we demonize, but we demonize presidency. We believe that. You can only make contribution unless you are very near that particular place. And that is why you see people around him, around the presidency, they are not making any positive change. They are defending what is not defendable. So you are discontented with the presidency Who itself. will not? Who will not? But that's your party. In this country today, it's my party. We are talking of institution. 
with what is happening in this country today, you are not free to go anywhere. The security architecture of this country is not to write it about. We say we are going to agriculture and people are not comfortable in their farms. How are they going to produce the yield? None of the nooks and crannies of this state or Nigeria as a state is safe. So that is why business are not striving. Economy is going down. The ivory towers are nowhere to go to. So in this wise, we need strong institutions to back up the presidency. And the National Assembly we are talking of, <laughs> that is the center. They come home as regularly as possible to give rise to our people. And when we receive that, they are doing well. Mm-hmm. They came during uh, Christmas and New Year. They are still coming at Easter. That is the routine. That is the ceremony. I know that this is not the original trajectory that we planned for the discussion much earlier, but let's just go a bit... We must say the truth. Yes. Let, let's go a bit deeper. How then can we build a strong institution in a complex system like Nigeria? Thank you very much. So, in a complex system like Nigeria, I like that particular phrase. We have missed the path to glory. The path to build a strong institution. We have missed it for a very long time. Let us go a bit back into history. Prior to independence, the regional government are doing well. At independence, up to 1966, things were a bit okay because of the system we are practicing. And I quite agree that there is no constitution that is bad or good. It depends on the operators. But if you see Nigeria, God made us distinctly from one another. But we can still converge at the center to be Nigeria. But regionally, we are quite different from one another. And I'm happy for one thing. Uwabiezi, who was the Antony General or whatever, whatever, or advisor to the head of the military junta, who abrogated the system we are operating before the unitary system of 1966 brought by the soldiers, which has now metamorphosed to presidential system. The man is still alive. I think before he left this space, he can still unwind what he did in 1966 with Sagun That was the beginning of our problem. And um, human being when tasted power is like when a mouse tastes sugar. He won't want to leave. All those presidents who have been talking about, they went in with nothing to the presidency. And you cannot have, you cannot expect them to perform miracles. The path to greatness of Nigeria lies in our regions. I'm one of the advocates of restructuring. Let us restructure Nigeria. 
it will, it will not kill Nigeria, but it will make Nigeria stronger. Let's go back to basis and build a strong institutions around ourselves. The law of the nation have to evolve from the traditional practices. And that was why for a period of 10 years we were fighting Sharia. Some people wanted it. It was anathema to some people. Why don't you allow those people who wanted it then to continue doing it? And those who doesn't want it have their own set of rules that will guard their conduct. So what I'm saying in essence is that have been issue we have gotten it wrong and unless we saw us okay now mm-hmm. that this is what we want in this country but unfortunately those at the center they can't do it because they don't believe in it and that is why when something happened in nigeria you expect the leadership to talk they can't talk because having been part of the system, it will be difficult for them to say what should be done in Nigeria. And that is why it will be difficult for us to make headway. All right. Uh, I am speaking with a former chairman of the Action Congress of Nigeria and uh, the All Progressives Congress, High Chief Jide. Uh, we have... We originally planned to talk about uh, the 2023 presidency, but now we've been talking about building stronger institutions and the idea of restructuring Nigeria into a regional system that can work. Maybe now we should veer into the 2023 presidency. 2020, we saw a lot of early politicking. Uh, 2021 promises to be better. Now, I know that for a while you've been quiet on your uh, position, yeah. especially as regards zoning. A lot of people would want to know, as a veteran politician, a member of the ruling All Progressives Congress, yeah. what is your position on zoning? Either to the south, or some, person, some persons are saying anybody. We don't. We shouldn't have a zoning process. Anybody can be president. Some persons are saying it should come to the south. You were part of the merger. You see, Mr. Presenter, both the Constitution of Nigeria, the one we operate now, and the Constitution of the political parties, they don't have strict policy on zoning. What they have is. The positions must have geographical spread. It must not be concentrated in an area. And that's why we will be managing presidents from the north, vice president from the south, the senate president from somewhere, the speaker of the house of representatives from another place, or the SSG, or SGF. We come from another zone. We have been doing that. But all these things are as a result of greed, which breeds corruption. If I now agitate that the next president should come from the south, and particularly from the southwest, I will not be sincere. And that goes to a very large number of our people. It's because they believe if a westerner 
gets to the presidency, they have more access to him. And he too can look to them. And that has been part of the practices. That's why I said much uh, importance has been attached to that presidency. And it becomes an issue. That if it goes up today, it must come down tomorrow. As far as I'm concerned, we have been revolving. Let us dismantle this evil that has been crippling the development and growth of our nation since all these times. Make the presidency less attractive. Less power goes to the people. But it does not look like that would happen before 2023. Not before 2023. It has been like that. You see, Western region was piloted because uh, MKO was not given the presidency. Why was MKO so vehement in the getting the presidency? Why did they have to pilot us? If it's a Nigerian, and that seat is meant for a Nigerian, why should we, because somebody did not get there, then we have to put somebody? What did we benefit for the eight years of Obasanjo? So anybody can go to the presidency if the place is made less attractive. If there are strong institutions built around it. And they said the president cannot do this unless he passed through this particular way. We have a lot of people who can occupy the position. It's not meant for a single person nor a corner of a geography or political division. We first of all have to lay a background that is solid. It is then that we can put in structures. But I doubt if the present National Assembly can do it. There were conferences whose results or resolutions have been kept to today without allowing us to see it. The 1963 Constitution, I bet it with you, is still the best for this country. The one fostered on us by Rabasha, 1999, or 1998-99, that's the problem we are facing now. Anybody can be the president, but that person must have a strong base on which he's going to operate. In a situation if GDIO becomes the president today, he will bring his own policies from his home and start doing it there. Then his praise singers will be around him Whatever is doing there is the best. If he leaves the place tomorrow and I not come to the place, or, uh, or Adamu, or somebody from the East, we all could come from his own, with own policy. And that is why this country cannot move forward as the, it is today. The, now we have to veer back to the discussion on restructuring. Yeah. I achieved you there where uh, the APC at some point had its own. Uh, Handbook on restructuring. Yeah, I remember that uh, Governor Nasir Erufai led that uh, a committee. Where is, uh, where is it? Where is the resort? That is what I, I, sh- I should be asking you well, because you you're a member of that party, yeah. <laughs> and that is why there is a bit of division. Because ideologically, if that paper is released, it will have cushioned some of these problems that we have. But in a situation where we wasted billions of naira. And people burnt overnight candles to arrive at some conclusions. But up to today, 
Gulo Jonathan did the same thing. Where is the result? So this is the problem we are facing. And if we continue to do, to, if we continue to go along the way we are going, it may reach a point. The unexpected will happen. Recently, there were demonstrations here and there, and the world answers came up. And you know the result. Some of the resolutions, some of the requests of those who organized that particular protest have not been met. And some of the palliatives that are being given, they don't go to that directive. So we have that problem. And I think until we decide to hold the bull by the horn, God made us fine. But things degenerated into the in the in the hands of mine. And that's what we are suffering today. Recently I read that uh, Britain as a sixth from the European from the Union. EU. Yeah. And Britain they knew uh, was enough in that particular uh, uh, group of people. But today he found out that it's no longer rosy for her to be staying there. Why are we putting our neck into a system that will not work? The presidential system have a lot of loads on its head. And we are clear-led. It will not be possible for us to carry the load. But I've earlier said, constitutions are good. It depends on the operators. But what I'm saying in essence is that we can still go on with our presidential system. The law reverts a bit to our regional system. I told you there, the most powerful person in Nigeria right now is none other than the president. Yes. So it's God. It's God first. Human being. Yeah. Human being. When it's come to human being, yes. He's the most powerful person. In Nigeria right now. If any other person is going to effect some of these changes that you have mentioned... He must believe in the system. It should be the president. Yeah. Do you believe that President Muhammad Bari who has about three years more, is capable of doing this thing. I must say categorically no. Because his countenances, his body language, those surrounding him, they don't have faith in restructuring Nigeria. So the president can't do it. So the presidency has changed the man that we used to know. Well, <laughs> time will tell. Is time not already telling? Telling. <laughs> That's the problem. Because it's only those who believe in a particular ideas that can make this neighbor change in any system. And I've said it earlier on, even the Senate and House of Representatives and even our governance, the governance of 36 states, they don't have belief in the contraption called Nigeria. They believe that what is going on now should continue. Because right. a lot of us are reaping from the largesse. We don't want it to stop. All right. I and that is why you see the rat race. For the presidency. Not for the presidency alone, even cancellorship. But we are building ammunition against ourselves. If we don't know.
We're building ammunition against ourselves. All right, thank you, Julia. Yeah. Well, changing the system right now looks quite idealistic. I would want us to face the reality now. That's really you have the Southwest and the Southeast jostling for the 2023 presidency. Yeah. Which of these regions should actually <laughs> be in the running for the 2023 presidency? Yeah. Those are the end of affairs. They may not believe in what you are seeing. Those who are doing the permutation, those who are doing it at the top there, they know what they are going to do. What do you think they will do? But it is very, very opposite to say one or two things on this. The West, the East, making up the South, we are clamoring that power should shift to the South. If power gets to the South, where does it go? That is the question. And these are the questions that has not been answered over the years. When you look at it critically on the point of justice, equity, and fairness, the West here have tasted it. Apart from 1966, which I referred to, the East has not taken it. And if you ask a typical man on Nigeria street, if it's not an Igbo man, they will tell you never. Never you allow the Easterners to touch power. What is the obsession? Are they lepers? What is the obsession? What do you think Are is the obsession behind not allowing Igbos? That is the question take I'm the asking. Presidency? Are they lepers? Is it because, Are they not part of this country? Is it because is that a punishment for the Biafra war? This is it. For how long? For how long? So these are some of the questions. That is when you will know that even those who are agitating for power to shift from the south, are we sincere to ourselves? Can we sit down? Okay, southern uh, is made of Igbos uh, uh, and, uh, and the Yorubas. Can the two of us sit down and agitate wisely? When it comes here, it goes to this place. So we know what I'm saying when I said those who are doing the chess game, they know what they are doing. But ideally, you feel it should go to the southeast. I'm not saying that. We are making hypothesis. Now, I am asking you. But if three people are eating from the same pot, one tells the other one, says somebody is consuming our soup. Who is that the next one? Who is consuming the soup? Three of us are eating from the same pot. I say, ah, my friend, Joe, somebody is eating our soup too much. Who is that person? Is it not the third person? If sincerely we are saying that power should shift eh, from north to south. Because when power shifted to north, does he reside in a section? What I'm saying is my personal view. Yes. But I know that is not the solve. That will not solve the problem of Nigeria. What to solve the problem of Nigeria is that let us restructure this country back to where it will work. So that when I struggle to become the president of Nigeria from Southwest, if I'm able to get it, 
either four years or five years or six years nobody will tell me that the thing will shift to another side and they too will have their own tongue if it's going to be torn by tongue nigeria system or nigeria limited let it be but this present contraption cannot solve the problem of agitation it won't solve it. The two names that have popped up in the Southwest are names that you are very familiar with, that you've worked closely with. Yeah. Do they share the same ideologies as you? They may not. They have may you not. ever discussed it with them? We are discussing. They may not because they are not the problem. Those two protagonists you are about to mention, which you have not mentioned, they are not the problem. It is we people. Who are behind them? And you know they've not talked seriously. But the followers, those that are said, those who surround them, they know what they are going to gain. If person A or person B gets there. So some of our requests, some of our agitations are not sincere. They are not genuine agitations. So that is the situation. The two gladiators have not talked. But some people cannot sleep again. And at the end of the day, if the thing gets to the southwest, that's another question. Can we do it alone? On both sides? Are we not going to come together to say, okay, out of four or five or two people jostling for this position, let it go to this place. And that was why that is why I'll be telling people don't make enmity of yourself on this matter. Let us talk within ourselves. We have a headquarters in Ibadan. Let's assemble there or any part of the Yoruba land and go with one voice. But agitation is good. Because when you do agitate too, we have said it earlier that those who have been ruling Nigeria they have been called to do so. They have not come out themselves and say, I want to rule. So today we have that development. People are coming up to say, I want to be president. These are my presidentials. These are what I have done in the past. It is a good development. That's why I don't blame them. But those of us who are fr- their friends, acquaintances and relations, we should try as much as possible to allow sanity to rule and decency to, to prevail in whatever we are doing. Well, let's skip that too and then come to uh, the point. I Chief Didier, yeah. it would be great injustice if we, we have just about six minutes left yeah. there about yeah. if I let you go without asking about the outcome of the reconciliation committee and process that you uh, undertook within the APC Nikiti mm-hmm. State. Thank you very much. What has come of we that? We submitted the report to His Excellency Dr. Carl Defaimi. And I must give you this gist. He set up the committee and he set us moving. When we completed it, we went back to him. But I asked him a question. I said, Your Excellency, I guess you are monitoring us, which I know as the chief executive, you have his ears on ground. Is that why did I say that? I said, 
some of our resolutions have been implemented already in the course of us moving around to talk to our people. You know him. He just laughed. I have to thank him. Because some of the teething problems affecting our party. That's why you see of recent, after I made the sweeping appointment, things went down a bit. So the appointment the was the calm. Part of it. Hmm. How can you have uh, a government and those who made up the political party are not feeling the impact of that government is that, not, is that not part of the problem that you <laughs> provide solutions to earlier? That is it. Mm. So, it's a listening governor. And to a very large extent, he is doing well. He listens when you advise him. And he carries out the, the advice. So, the reconciliation committee have done a lot. And that's why we are telling our people that we should concentrate on building our party rather than causing divisions within the party. So I cannot judge the result of my committee by my stuff. Now don't you think perhaps it's taking a little bit longer to fully implement those it recommendations should. that it you should. Made? It's not a thing you can do in a day. But to the best of my knowledge and those of us who were in that committee, the governor has taken a far-reaching steps and decisions on the committee. And since he was the one set out of, I have to report back to you. There's a sharp division. There is the Ekiti APC Stakeholders Forum, which is perceived to be largely loyal to uh, the national leader, Ashura Jubala Ahmed Tinubu. When does and that, that happen? I thought you want. I thought you wanted to see uh, Engineer Shegmoni. He's no I can't he's, come he's, here. I can't come here and be saying something. He's no, no longer. He said the truth. He's too. no longer a member of your party. Do you, yes. Is the stakeholders for us still loyal? So are they shifted now? Are they loyal to Shegmoni? No. Is are that they what shifted now? They went to court. When Shegmoni could not uh, did not clinch the ticket. That same group. Yeah, and we told them. That in our constitution, we don't permit people going to court. Let us say to this matter. But some people assume that uh, during the last elections, the yeah. primaries, that the national leader of the APC, Bola Ahmed Tinubu, supported the candidature you, you see, of Chief Shegun. You see, I like one thing in politics. I like one thing in politics. When I was a councillor in the 90s, I used to tell my people, I said, You people carry pregnancy, please go to hospital. And take care of yourself very well. Because if you don't take care of yourself very well, tomorrow morning, if you have one or two problems or issues, you will say it is the counselor. Ditto to our KBACs. Anything goes wrong within the pal- or within the town, it is the KBAC. Even if the KBAC is not around. Ditto in the political palace. The leadership are in trouble of their followers. Bola Ahmed Tinubu from all intents and purposes stays in Lagos. And all of us belongs to him. Including the governor. I must tell you that. You see, people will be shameful when they are talking something they don't know. The other time when they talk, 
blah 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 you know and uh, fire me alone longer the following day fire me went to body long i saw him so there's no pseudo wall oh look at you that is politics for you the more you look the less you see the more you look, the less you see. We have to call it a wrap on the conversation this morning. I have been speaking with the former chairman of the All Progressives Congress, High Chief Jideawe. I would like to have more conversations with you. Hey, we are the one to organize it. Thank you very much. I'm at your back and call. Thank you very much. Uh, definitely, you could check out uh, Facebook or Twitter by tomorrow. You would find a copy of this uh, conversation online. Apologies, we cannot take any calls right now. We have to see our buys. Thank you very much, Chief Jidare, for coming around. He's a player. Next week, we would continue the conversation. My name is Samuel Lugbemini. He said, if you dream of a better Nigeria, you must be ready to work for that Nigeria. Have a pleasant weekend.